What's up, guys? I am Sir Mac. And I'm Lady Mac. And this is another episode of Tales from the Kicks. Once again, we are without Kush, but hopefully he'll be back shortly. Shout out to Big Kush. He's going to take offense because you call him Big Kush. What you want me to call him? Just Kush. Oh. Damn, you make it seem like... Okay. Mm. <laughs> I'm sorry, just Kush. Don't get offensive with me. I mean, I didn't say Mount Cushmore like y'all did. But Mount Cushmore sounds cool. But it's still a, a reference size in size. It's a good mountain to be part of. Oh, fine. Cool. <laughs> Even though those presidents are the best of them. We're talking about Mount Cushmore. I'm sorry. Excuse me, because it's a real place. (laughs) (laughs) What saddens me is as a stoner, you have no idea what Mount Cushmore is. Oh. Oh, oh, it's a a thing. Oh, it's a thing. Oh, fuck. (laughs) Oh, fuck. Oh, man. That's funny. Well, you could have at least elaborated. I'm up here thinking this places y'all done created with your imagination. Uh, I mean, yeah, everything started with an imagination. Uh, I mean, it was just mountains and then somebody said, you know what? I could put faces there. Couldn't have did that without imagination. Mm Mm-hmm. I can believe you. You're funny. What? You going to elaborate? What is Mount Cushmore? What is Mount Cush? It's the greatest smokers of all time. And they always debate who's on the Mount Cushmore. This this is a legitimate thing. Okay. I mean, you are a fan of Snoop Dogg, right? Indeed, Harry. Okay, you following him, right? Mm -hmm. He's posted about it several times. Yo, I must not have been paying attention. Slash, the algorithm is all messed up. He literally went on a tour. Oh, I'm completely oblivious. Like, completely. Because who was it? it was him. I know I know for a fact it was him and Be Real. But I forgot who was on the tour. No idea. <laughs> so... Now that we have that clear and you know it's not just some bougie. It's a thing, you guys. <laughs> oh, fuck. Ooh, I that's why we that's why I said like, that in the first place, but then he was like, took all offense because I said something about size. Like, motherfucker. Well, Google is your friend. If somebody says something and you're not a hundred percent sure if it's real or fake, Google. Google will bring up just about anything in the world. You can look up math equations. You can literally type a math equation in. That's how I know it got answers. Because you could type a math equation in. It's going to give you the answer. I'm all for that. But I'm sorry. Just saying Mount Cushmore, I wouldn't assume at all that that, that is the thing. <laughs> at all. Well. But Google, guys. Google is your friend. 
Right. Next time you're in doubt, just Google. It's safe to double check. Because uh, even though your brain's a computer, it doesn't have all the answers. Sometimes you just got to cross-reference. You can't just automatically assume somebody's making something up. Because sometimes niggas be saying some funny-ass shit, and you just don't know that they just watched the comedian last night. Just putting that out there. I don't know. Just like if you would have told me about the lemon juice, man, I wouldn't believe you. <laughs> if you would tell me that without no type of reference, I'd be like, stop lying. Stop lying. Ain't nobody do that stupid shit. But it's real. <laughs> wow. I don't put shit past people these days at all. I think I've done so many of these cases. Mm-hmm. You can't put nothing past anybody. Facts. Things people do are crazy as fuck. Yeah. For some reason, other people just don't believe that that shit will happen, but it does every day. That's how I feel about this town. Yeah. <laughs> this shit happens every like every. Well, I don't think this shit happens every day, but shit happens every day. That's Crazy as fuck. Mm-hmm. Mm. Cause people are crazy as fuck. You know, the road is crazy. You could win a a derby race and not even be alive. Boy. <laughs> you know? That's not funny. I'm sorry. You could be entertaining folks by day it's not right. and killing folks at night. It's it's it's, it's crazy out here. Yeah. People be out here doing crazy things. So. You guys, the first time I picked a shoe, it's so cute. You gonna tell them about the shoe? So today's kicks are kind of special to Lady Mac. These are some Nike Air Prestos, but not just any Air Prestos, because we don't do that around here. It's the Hello Kitty. They're so cute, guys. And if you haven't seen these, they have this white on the back of them, but it has Hello Kitty's freckles, eyes, and nose, and it has the bow on the back. It's, like, super cute. It's, like, really cute. Then you on the front, you have the blue with the Hello Kitty print all over it. It's pretty dope. Pretty, pretty dope. And they got a big-ass Hello Kitty on the tongue. The bow. The bow. Nah, it's Hello Kitty. She underneath there. But... Oh. Well, maybe the print just lined up real good. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah. They got a fat-ass bow on the tongue, too. These hoes is pretty, pretty clean. They're really, really nice. And they're super comfy. Super comfy. I haven't put mine on yet. They're comfy, guys. They're comfy. But... They are really, really nice. Really, really, really clean. There's not a lot to say about these. They don't have a lot of different details or anything. They're just like super straightforward. They executed really, really well. I like the white laces that they put in them with the red tips. That was really nice. And... Just cute little details here and yeah. there. I mean, too it's too fancy. It's just the fact that it's, it's a really a shoe. running shoe. So... It's not like a lot you can do with those, but what they did do with this 
was enough. Yeah, they did their thing. As a Hello Kitty fan, I appreciate it. Yeah, that's really, really dope. So along with our Hello Kitty Air Prestos, we brought out our guest pop, which is also Hello Kitty. Kitty! Just as a burger. She's so cute. Yeah. She has a <laughs> burger dress on or whatever you want to call it. Burger shirt. It's a burger dress. Oh, Sesame seed bun. <laughs> Cheese, lettuce, and tomatoes. Yes. Like a Big Mac. <laughs> like a Hello Kitty Big Mac over there. Yeah, basically. That's cute. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's nice. All these purchases, <laughs> of course, were inspired by me. <laughs> That's why I chose them. They don't do little girly ones. They do the murder. Y'all don't do cutesy, the cutesy I'm pops. sorry. I didn't know you were going to get, you want to pull out some Disney pops before I do a fucking murder. It would be a nice little change, you know, lighthearted. Before we get now, into the gore. The last episode, <laughs> you didn't know how to feel about the change. Now you want the change. Just, uh, just. But that's how it's going to make you feel every time. Just like, oh, they're all nice and happy. <laughs> Talking about some motherfucking Disney. <laughs> Next thing you know, and then they killed them. They're, they're always an emotional roller coaster. Nobody dies them. in Disney, though. <gasps> that's not true. I'll talk about Mickey Mouse and them. It's still a technicality. There's no, it's death, not. There's death in Disney. There's death in Disney, but I'm not talking. We talking about Mickey Mouse, motherfucker. Okay, so there's still death in Disney. <laughs> I still think it applies because it's not no, like. No, it doesn't. Yes, Who it does. did Mickey Mouse kill? Just because Mickey Mouse isn't the murderer. That's all I got. That's what I'm saying. Mean. I don't have the Disney murderers. <laughs> if I had them, I'd pull them out happily. Just I got Sully. There's not Disney murderers. Doesn't mean. You can't, you know. How does that tie into what I'm talking about? I don't, if like you, if somebody well, if chops somebody case, up, I could pull out Leatherface. If that's the case, Hello Kitty don't got nothing to do with it You asked for it, and it does tie into this. <laughs> this is <laughs> You put this together. Right, because I was trying to get but something But now you're telling me that it don't go, go together. It's, it's the, the closest I could get to tying it in here. I'm just saying for future. And that's all I'm doing is getting <laughs> to the closer I can to tie it in. Okay. And Disney is far, far off in the distance for me tying it in. Because I don't know how I would wrap up a murder with Mickey Mouse in right I there. bet there's a Christmas one. So <laughs> I bet there's a Christmas one. I bet somebody was like... A Christmas what? Like murder? A, yeah, a Christmas murder. I bet somebody was like, You're not down helping the case at all. I'm okay. I tried. I'm just saying. It was a friendly suggestion. You don't have to take it. Just, just saying. And all I'm saying is that they don't tie in the murder. Okay. And all I'm covering is murder. Mm -hmm. Well, did somebody go missing in Disney? Finding Nemo. Mm, I don't have Nemo. Somebody else knew. I'm sure somebody else will miss it. No. What? I'm not. <clears throat> See, somebody, somebody's tragic loss of their mom 
Oh, well, we don't have like a Bambi one. Or do we? No, we don't have a Bambi one. Never mind. I'm just, never mind. <laughs> I tried. Okay. I tried. And at this moment, we will go ahead <laughs> and get to the story. Or should I say tell? See, because we need you back. Oh. I'm all discombobulated. Oh. <laughs> she tried to get me to tie in Disney into the damn homicide. <sighs> it did present it as it was cute. <laughs> <laughs> I just like just, it'd be so uh, cute if you had Mickey Mouse, Winnie, and Minnie just all here while we're talking about murders. Like, if that's not the almost psychotic, <laughs> like, <laughs> shit. just a little lightheartedness before we get into the gore. Just yeah, that's who, so that's why we talk about kicks in the pop. Yeah, but your pop be murderous too. Nah, not all the time. Not all the time, but. Mm, you know how many times? Sixty-five percent of the time, I pulled out Batman. You lucky he don't kill people. He's just dark and brooding. Exactly. So, Micah is rested. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Tail time. The reason why we brought out these pops and these shoes. Go ahead. Get to the. Juicy tail, Miss Lady Mac. So, this tail has a whole bunch of, <laughs> not a whole bunch, but a whole, a, a lot more twists and turns than what you'd expect it to. Um, I'm going to tell the tale of Joe Metheny. It was the hot summer of 1994. I was nine months old. <laughs> and Joe Metheny was a truck driver for Jonestein and Sons Pallet. You know, truck driver life overnight. On the road. On the road a lot. Not really home that much. But I mean, he was taking care of business. He was still being bringing in the money. But this night, he had came home, and he came home to nothing, literally. It was his girlfriend and his six-year-old that were supposed to be there. But come to find out, she packed up and left, took everything. Now, of course, any rational person is going to be enraged and a roller coaster of emotions. Your significant other is gone. Your child is gone. Nothing's left literally but like dirty piles of laundry. That's it. So now he was enraged, of course, but he's usually a pretty friendly big guy. He was basically described as like a jolly green giant, soft teddy bear. But Buddy was big, huge and intimidating. 6'1", 350 pounds, bald, covered in tattoos, crooked teeth. Like (laughs) the imagery is crazy. In his picture, even crazier. But he was super well-tempered. He studied physics while training for the service um for service in the US Army. He spent most of like most of his life homeless in homeless camps, addicted to hard drugs, like the hard drugs. <laughs> but his girlfriend was also addicted. And he knew that she probably 
be with somebody that could provide her with more drugs. <laughs> Edit. <laughs> he basically snapped. He went on a killing spree after he found out that. He went on a killing spree after basically snapping, after finding out that his son was gone. It wasn't really the girlfriend. He basically has already <laughs> said that he didn't care about the girl. He just wanted his son. So he went. Can I ask you something? Sure. Were their relationship already strained or something before this? Um, it seems like based off the fact that they were both uh drug addicts it was like strenuous um she didn't work he provided all the money but it was basically going to surviving and drugs damn so the relationship wasn't great at all so i'm guessing that's why she was just willing to pick up and go he went on a killing spree looking for his girlfriend for two years in south baltimore city through homeless camps and friends, associates, just looking for her. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. He went on a... Ki- so he's killing people in search of her? Yes. He's just not trying to search for her. No, he's searching. She's the target. But, like... Oh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So just a little bit of background about Joe. His adult life, he was an alcoholic on heroin heroin and crack or all three at one time he most of his crimes were self-reported and memories of the murders were hazy like he can account for most of them but he kind of described it as a high so yeah his attorney said that she found him fortright forthright and honest i think he's telling the truth his attorney said that for his childhood he was born in 1955 his dad was killed in a drunk driving accident at the age of six his mom was left to raise him and his five siblings now she was working doubles as a waitress and from joe's perspective he was neglected which for me I get that sense but then it's also the working parent sense and she's kind of just like well you had a roof over your head and you had food I mean we're poor but like you were living (laughs) like you're surviving so I mean sometimes you that's all you can do if there's only one parent. I mean, he was literally doing the same thing. Basically. So, her, I don't want to say claims, but her point of view, she said he was basically a good kid. No issues. Uh, good student in school. Didn't really get in trouble, avoided fights, had normal child hobbies. Like his background isn't giving the stereotypical serial killer background. Um, One of the most traumatic things that he said that they went through was um, him and his siblings were inevitably sent to foster homes across um, North Virginia and Maryland. But there's no record of that. So... I don't know if that that's what yeah that's what I was just like mm, 
I don't know. You would think, like, well, you would. It would be on record. So it's just like, well, why would you say that if y'all weren't? And then I would think that the mom would probably mention that, like, yeah, we were poor and I had to give up my kids. Like she didn't, she didn't run that past nobody. <laughs> this shit is crazy. Right. But for the most part, she said that the kids didn't have a problem in the world. Which I, I feel like that's a little bit of an over-exaggeration. Like, y'all were poor, so they y'all kind of had some problems. But, like, not... It was a struggle, basically. <laughs> so, when Joe finally turned 18, he left and he went to the Army. He Where he was stationed is still pretty unclear. He says Vietnam, and his mom says Germany. I kind of believe her more, because apparently at the time that he enlisted, the United States wasn't wasn't had didn't have anybody wasn't sending soldiers to vietnam we had already oh, withdrew yeah, our people yeah. yeah so he couldn't have been stationed there we don't have any stations there um he said that his heroin use started while he was living and fighting in the jungles of vietnam yeah yeah i don't i don't i just think he was out there and he was he he just got hooked. It's just like, why don't you just say that? <laughs> just say that. <laughs> I tried it and I got hooked. In Vietnam, living and fighting, he claims that he got hooked on heroin while he was stationed there. After he left the army, he didn't go home. He basically drifted for the next decade and a half. He was homeless, just living in homeless camps, just not no motivation, doing drugs, literally just for 15 and a half years. What the fuck? He started drinking heavier. He went back to heroin and now cocaine. He tried to maintain his employment, but struggled because he used to be passed out for hours at a time just being stoned high as heck yeah couldn't even keep a job because he'd literally be passed out for 10 hours like a day he committed a couple of small crimes nothing too serious in his late 30s he met another he met a woman who was also homeless and addicted to 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 edit he met a woman who was also homeless and addicted to drugs. But when he found out that she was pregnant, he tried to get his life together for real. He got his CDL and he started working for Jostine and Sons Pout. In September, she had left him to go score drugs with another man, which basically triggered the killing, the killing spree. So looking for his son, he was, like I said, asking friends, junkies, work associates, stalking his ex became an obsession. So he quit his job and got basically dove headfirst into drugs. He winded up back on the streets homeless. He lived in Tent City. But after searching for months, Joe finds out that his ex and her new man have been arrested for possession of drugs. Yeah. Right. So his son was possession of the state of Maryland. 
and he was placed in foster care. Joe himself had multiple felonies and a drug habit on top of that. So he already wrote off that he wasn't going to be able to get custody. Like there was no way a judge would hand him over his child, especially with everything that he had going on. So he decided if basically his life was over because of her and he was driven to basically wanted to murder her. He found out where his ex and her new man were headed after they were released. It was Hanover Street Bridge and they were heading there to get more drugs from somebody. When he got there, he found two men passed out on a old busted down mattress and he wakes them up and he interrogates them, asking where she's at, oh, fuck. Where, where she's going. And they he they basically tell him like, oh, well, they got high with us. But after we passed out, they left. So he has an axe with him that like the kind of camp use for protection. Like, a, oh, apparently homeless gangs are a thing. Oh, wow. Yeah. So they had an axe for the camp that he was living in that was used for protection against other gangs. And he brought it with him and he killed those men. Those men were named Randy and Randall. I like to refer to them as the Randy killings. Randy and Randall. Mm hmm. Interesting, right? So after he killed them, he waited for a little while and then he sees two sex workers and he does basically the same thing. Interrogates them, trying to figure out where she is and he kills them too. Now, Randy and Randall, he just chopped them up in the heads and left them there on that mattress. The sex workers, he ends up throwing them in the river, the Patapascal, it's, it's a, it's an odd name, river. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, P-A-T-A-P-S-O- S-C-O it's, it's an odd name It's not me Anyway He throws them in the river And while he's throwing them in the river A dock worker spots him Throwing those bodies in the river He confronts the man That spotted him Beats him with a steel bar And throws the man's body in the river after tossing the bodies into the river, he waits for a little bit, you know, to see if anybody else comes by that he can interrogate. And then after that, he literally just goes into the river, washes himself off, goes home and goes to sleep. Yo, dude is on a different type of mission. Oh, definitely. So the first two men that he killed, the Randys, the Randys don't get discovered until three weeks later. Eventually, Joe's. Eventually, Joe ends up in a holding cell 
for the Randy murders. But the evidence was too contaminated from being left out for so long. Because, you know, their bodies weren't discovered until three weeks later. Wow. So while waiting for trial, it's like a year. And he ends up getting acquitted and released back to the public. And sidebar, the axe that was used ended up being used in another case, a self-defense case by a man named Larry Amos. Wow. And he, um, I guess he like, he got into a scuffle with a man and he ended up using the axe and killed the man. Um, he served some time, but he still kind of not much because it was self-defense, but he killed the dude. So, yeah, no. What the fuck? Yeah. So many twists and turns. Um, After being acquitted and released back to the public, Joe is now charge free and drug free. But it only lasts for so long. Literally, as soon as he gets as soon as he gets the opportunity to get some drugs, he does. So he's back on heroin. He returns to his old job, though, at um, Steen's and Sons Palettes, where he had (laughs) (laughs) it's Joe Steen's and Sons, (laughs) but it's it's a lot of Joe's in here. So Steen's and Sons. I'm not laughing at that. I'm laughing at he keeps going back to the same place. I know, right? But well, it's one of those companies that takes on felons. So I mean. I get it. You go where you know. I don't. <laughs> well, if you're a felon, it's on. You don't have that many options. Yeah, if you're a felon, I'm talking as an employer. Oh. Why <laughs> would I keep hiring the same felon that keeps doing the felon shit? Well, you. Well, I want to help you, but I'm not helping you. Exactly. You're just getting more drugs. And a good employer, a, a good employer, a rational employer. And an employer with, like, you know, that holds his company to a high standard, of course, you know, wouldn't think to do that, right? Yeah. Well, we're going to find out why. So he held a lot of different positions there. Um, one of those involved him being a night watchman. He made a deal with the boss and he asked him if he could stay and basically the broke down trailer in the back of the property of the company. Wow. Um, The roof was caved. He asked him to stay in a broke down trailer in the back of the the company's site for free in exchange for him watching the property at night. And Joe Sr. agreed. He said, cool. (laughs) Wow. But... Even after he tried to basically, he seems like he's trying to make a better life for himself. He's getting a job. He was drug free. Um, <laughs> he still let the anger of the situation of not having custody of his son and basically the demise of his relationship with his ex get the better of him. And he still is out for revenge. This time, he's cruising around, and he sees a familiar face. Her name is Kathy. He picks her up, 
Her real name is actually Catherine, but we're gonna call her. God bless you. We're gonna call. Her, we're gonna call her Kathy. Um, she's a lady of the night. She's a street walker. <laughs> oh my goodness! So he lures her with promise of money and drugs, of course. So he gets her to come to the trailer, and they do to do and she's laying there half naked unsuspecting and he strangles her in her sleep with a cord the extension cord wow and then she's too strung out she doesn't even fight back so after he kills her he furthermore and defecates her body by harvesting as much muscle and fatty meat from her body. Wow. Cuts it up, puts it in Tupperware in his freezer, and then gets rid of the rest of the body by burying it in a shallow grave behind his trailer in a forest. Okay. He then... It get it gets it go it just all goes downhill from it well it already went downhill when the first when he first started killing people but it just gets worse and worse. So then he takes the meat that he just cut cut the the lady that he just cut. He seasons it. He cooks it. He covers it in sauce, and he eats it. Mm. What in your mind just says, hmm, hmm, I wonder how people would taste. Like, what in the world? That's ridiculous. But that didn't do it for him. So, oh, and then when they asked him about it, this is what he says, quote, unquote. He doesn't know why he did it. He just did. Mm Mm-hmm. So he goes back to her grave to dig her up, cut it up into seven pieces, and rebury each piece. He kept her head, though, in a box, rotting. Eventually, though, but he does eventually take it off site and gets rid of it, though. So after her head was never found. He then decides to start a street side barbecue barbecue cart with a handwritten sign. (laughs) Grinds up small parts of her remains, mix it up with fresh beef and pork, rolls them into patties, puts them into the cart and serves them to unsuspecting people. He says, you can't even tell when you mix it with beef and pork. <laughs> My buddy is, but I don't understand how you go from zero to 1,000 with like, it just doesn't make any sense. How do you snap from being, for one, 
a ser- for one a killer a murderer then you upgrade to hey let me eat him then not only are you eating him I'm gonna give other people to eat him like what is the thought process so after this he continues to lure sex sex workers ladies of the night street walkers with drugs and kills them and harvests them harvests 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 that's it it's just harvest (laughs) (laughs) harvest their remains he kills at least 10 women this way and because you know homeless people and sex workers they don't they don't get get reported missing yeah. So nobody looks into it. No, like he he's living his best life as a serial killer at this point. November eleventh. Oh, I did it. Did it. November eleventh, nineteen ninety six. Jo- Joe Lurd, Kimberly Spicer. He tried to sexually assault her with a beer bottle, but she fought back. But that didn't stop him. He stabbed her 26 times in the face and neck. Then he took her body to the woods behind his trailer and tossed her into the bushes like trash. Like nothing. Like like she was a rag doll or something. December 8th, Joe lures another lady to his trailer. But he her her name is Rita Kemper. He knows her actually. She knows him. They've been using drugs together for quite some time. So like she doesn't think find him to be a threat. None of that. She's also a lady of the night, but she's also made it clear like she has no sexual intentions with him whatsoever. Like they've been cool, they've been getting high together. This has been that. Like yeah. nothing more, nothing less. But this night it was different. They got high and did drugs together. And then he ordered her to take off her clothes. She resisted. And then he hit her twice. And while he hit her, he laughed and said, I'm going to kill you and bury you in the woods with the other girls. Wow. Rita escapes after fighting for her life. But then he catches her and brings her back. And then they tussle some more and she gets away again through the window. Now, the way that the property is set up, there is a um, fencing around the property and the trailer is just on the edge. And then it's the trailer, the fence, and then the forest. Hmm. And then the street. So... She escapes out the window, climbs a fence that has razor wire. Uh. She's super scratched up, but she's all right. She runs to the street and she waves down a truck, waves down a truck, and Joe watches her escape into the night. But the, for her. Right. But the crazy part is she doesn't report the incident. Oh, my God. So Joe doesn't know that. So he's super paranoid and he tries to get rid of all the evidence. So he gets Kathy's things first 
and he buries them far away from his trailer. So even if they're found, hopefully he won't get linked. Yeah. But a few days passes by and Joe has a co-worker over. His name is Clint Ashbrook. While they're in the trailer, you know, they're kicking and partying, drinking whiskey and doing lines of coke. Of course. <laughs> they get super lit. They get super lit. And Joe eventually tells Clint what he did and what happened and asks him to help him move the body. Now, Clint doesn't take him seriously. He's thinking he's joking. Like, he playing. It's a prank. So, like, Joe is actively going to go, like, going, like, going bring along. it. Yeah. And taking him to go show the body and Joe like removes the debris and trash that's covering her body and Clint is like oh you're serious like <laughs> like oh 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 <laughs> so now he's actively trying to roll the body up up in the tarp and still steadily asking Clint like hey you gonna help me Clint's just like yeah gotta go do something but he didn't want to like set him off because buddy's huge joe is huge joe's an intimidating man like it's one of those situations if i say no is he gonna try to kill me like so he literally remains calm and he's just like oh no like i can't help you right now i gotta go do something else he leaves for like an hour comes back with more coke they party some more and pass out on the floor of his trailer Okay. It's yeah, that yeah. Mm-mm. And Clint's still trying to figure out why he wants him to help him with the body. Like he never told him why. He's just like, oh, I just want to throw it in a dumpster nearby. Like, of course, like you're not going to inquire anymore after seeing the body. It's just like, oh, okay, okay, yeah. So. Joe was relieved when he came back, of course, because Buddy didn't go to to the police. And the next morning, Joe kind of basically acts like nothing really happened. Like, Clint is trying to figure out, like, does he remember? Does he not remember that he told me? And Clint just ends up setting down their bosses and telling them what's going on. Wow. So the bosses, Joel Steen Sr. and Joel Steen Jr. basically tell him not to tell the police. What the fuck? Okay. Joel Sr. has shady business himself. He has multiple felonies and a history of drug dealing and drug trafficking. At the time, the company was already under investigation by the FBI as an organized crime sting. I was going to say, this is now starting to seem like an organized crime. (laughs) Because it most definitely is. Joe is like giving mob boss like he is in everything they've been involved in fraud and trafficking stolen goods 
But the kicker is Joe Stein Jr. was working with the FBI as an informant. He flipped for immunity from prosecution and was wearing a wire for months, slowly gathering information and evidence against his father. Wow. These Joes got some shit to go hey, on. These, hey, something is up with these Joes. They, mm-mm. So, and um, I'll no longer be referring to the Joes. They are Steen Sr. and Steen Jr. Because it's a lot of Joes. We don't want to get y'all confused. Steen Sr. didn't want Clint to go to the police because they'd be looking for a body and find much more. <sighs> <laughs> The morning Clint informed them, Junior happened to not even be wearing his wire, so he didn't get none of the confession. Wow. So, inevitably, Junior has to blow his cover to Clint. And he connects Clint with his FBI handler, so Clint won't get in trouble for not reporting the incident to the police. Later that day, after Joe leaves his trailer, Joe Jr. goes snooping around. So he's looking, he's checking around, and he finds this small opening under the trailer. And his bold self crawls up under there, and he comes face to face with Kimberly's body. Damn. So a part of... Joe's many jobs with the company because he was a truck driver a forklift. he had a CDL so he did a lot of he did a couple of things but beyond that he also did the dirty work side with the company he was the enforcer he was the muscle he was the fixer he did it all like But Joe was never tied to the crimes with the Steen, uh, with the Steens, or charged. This new information, though, about Joe made the FBI speed up their investigation so they could arrest Joe before he killed again. It was like a legitimate fear. Also, he didn't want to give, they didn't want to give senior the opportunity to get rid of any type of vital evidence that they could um, would be able to use to make an arrest. December 15th, 1996, ow, like one something in the morning, they arrest Joe and Joe Steen Sr. leaving the company Christmas party. Joe didn't even resist his arrest. It's like he already came to terms not too, like, not long from now. When they confronted him, he confessed everything. And when they asked, when they asked him why he did it, he said, sense of power. I don't know. Runnable. I dreaded it. I got a rush out of it. I got a high out of it. Call it what you want. I had no real excuse other than I like to do it. I don't know how. I don't know how to describe it. They weren't sure not to believe him. So they asked him, 
the locations of the bodies. Only two of the bodies were recovered. Um, it took a little while for the body that he chopped up in seven pieces, of course. And they literally, they never found the head. But they found her remains and identified her. Um, on top of the two bodies, the Randys. But he was never, he didn't get charged for them. And the bodies that he threw in the river, he said that he tied rocks to them, but we all know the chemistry behind that. You can't weigh a body down. So they said that they most likely drifted out to sea. I just, I feel bad for those people, like the families of those people. Cause it's just like, you don't even have, you don't even get the decency of having a body to put the rest. Like, Buddy is a monster. Um, Joel was charged with sexual assault and attempted murder of Rita Kemper. She's the lady that got away. Go Rita. Joel. Oh, so she was charged. He would dig. Yeah, charged he get charged. He did get charged. How did he uh, end up getting charged with though? She didn't report it. Um, she um later after um I guess the news about him gets out. She finally goes and makes a report. Like, oh yeah, he did this that and the third to me and he gets charged for that um but joe changed his mind about his confession joe literally gets petitioned to have his um confession thrown out but the judge is like it's too late nobody nah can't do that but joe is acquitted of murder because they said there wasn't enough evidence even yeah even with all the yeah not enough evidence so he was acquitted um he was sentenced to 50 years in prison without possibly a possibility of parole august um of 1998 joe was put to trial for murder and robbery robbery of kimberly spicer and um it was eligible for the death penalty thanks to um Virginia laws he ended up getting upgraded because of basically the technicalities um after they figured out all his charges they kind of stacked them and he ended up being eligible for the death penalty um and then he begged for the death sentence he literally said the words I'm sorry will never come will never come out for they will be a lie I am more than willing to give my life for what I have done to have God judge me and send me to hell for eternity. November 13th to 1998, he was sentenced to death, but it was overturned in the early 2000s and reduced to life in prison without possibility of parole. It wasn't enough evidence to convict him of the other crimes, but he was charged with the murder with Kathy's murder murder. Oh, and just another sidebar, um, another person that they didn't have enough evidence, but they're pretty sure that he was connected to this case. It was Tony Lynn and Gracia. Um, 
sex worker. It just followed the check. She checked all the boxes. Sex worker, strangled, cut up, all that good. Well, not good stuff. Sorry. Um, He was transferred to the Western Correctional Institution in Cumberland, Maryland. He lived till he was 62 and died August 5th, 2017. Damn. Yeah, that shit is crazy. There's a lot of... I mean, well, there was some red flags, but then once you got to mentioning that, you know, the people he's working for is being investigated by the feds, that makes right, sense. Right, everything makes sense. He will continuously get hired back. Um, yeah. Super shady. Shady person working for a shady company with a shady boss doing shady things. <laughs> that shit is not... It's not okay. It's not okay at all. Because I'm Cause still that, flabbergasted that he was just like, don't tell the police. What? There's a body on your property. What you mean, don't tell the police? He said, I got guns. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> oh, and buddy, oh, um, Joe Steen Sr.'s <laughs> rap sheet is longer than long. Buddy got convicted with fraud, he was an accessory. Um, everything that they were working against him, he, yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah, they got him. They got Clint too, because come to find out, Clint, Clint set some things on fire for insurance, money, and stuff. So oh, Clint got it. some years. <laughs> and Joe Jr. Uh, was relocated and the rest of his family to protect their identities and lives. <laughs> But yeah, because that was my first big question was, who the fuck keeps hiring a fucking felon that keeps leaving and they know he's going to go do drugs? And then not only that, he went to jail jail for a trial, (laughs) a whole murder. And because they didn't have enough evidence, they let him go. And you said, hey, come on back. Mm-hmm. Like, no. But most people would be in fear of their own life after some shit like that. Like, Because you were accused of murder. No, wait. You did a murder and got away with it. I don't want you around me. <laughs> but they didn't know that. Bullshit. <laughs> you get invested by the feds and you don't know who around you. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, man. Yeah, right. And you drug dealing, stealing, conniving, and everything else. You know what the fuck going on. You didn't heard about it. Ain't no, you ain't no way. Somebody that came by there and said, hey, you know that's uh, such and such that he just got off the right try. Oh, yeah, he been working for me for years. That, no, but for real. That's scary. <laughs> but the fact that he just went on this rampage shit was just... That's what's weird to me, cause is it crazy to you too, baby? <laughs> we got big Meech here in the building. <laughs> but I just don't understand what made him go on a rampage and kill so many people. Like the whole when you told, I have questions about the Randys. 
because somebody watched him dump bodies, then stayed and watched him approach them, then died and also got tossed into the river. Yeah, the dock killer one kind of the dock worker killing really kind of gets me because like, ain't no way I'm going to watch you throw away some bodies and then come, come towards, towards me. me. What? And I'm not going to call nobody. What? Baby, I would have left my job tonight. But I would have been motherfucking a track oh. athlete that night. I'm not a dock walker no more. Not uh, at all. I am a runner. You go. Look, please. <laughs> I'm a track star tonight. Okay. Because I ain't no way. He but, confronted him. Um, I, and then I want to know what that conversation went like. You see me throw away them bodies? Yeah. I don't <laughs> even think they really had a conversation. Probably, of course not. Most likely not. He he knew he seen him. And that dude probably had a shook face mm-hmm. on his face. Like, just shook and mm-hmm. shocked. But what would make you stay there? You wouldn't go high? The shock? Yeah. Some people just get into such of a shock that they can't move. They freeze up. Yeah. Then it's like, oh shit, he caught me watching him. Yeah. Like, like deer in the headlights. It's stuck. Yeah. Nope. I would hope I would never, that would not be my reaction. Like, cause you never know until you're in that predicament. But it's just like, I would hope not. You're going to stay. You're going to be. You're you going to stay move. right there. You, you got to You got to stay to move on the move. On the move, on the move. You can't sit there and watch somebody and just continuously watching them while they watch you. Like, Move! <laughs> what are you doing? Run! Ah! And, and then okay, so, so he dumped two people before him. So I'm I'm just trying to. I got questions. Like too. how long were you watching? How long did you were see you both watching? bodies? Did you? One yes. Body? And then if you saw one, if you saw the entirety of that, if you saw him take the bodies out, dump them in there, then come towards you, that's crazy. Cause ain't no way you could. I would have been calling nine one one. I would have been running. Like I would have been gone. Hey, nine one one. It's a dude down here jumping dead bodies in the water. I am not At where I'm supposed to be no pop. more. But <laughs> river. Go I'm get doing em. my job. He at the river. Go get him. <laughs> All I got is a little flashlight. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Go get him. I barely em. swim. Shit. I am on the dock. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, the dock worker definitely took me out. Uh, that one is crazy because three and then the on. Three killings in one night. And then you chopped up the other two and they gave you the information. It's ridiculous. It's fucked up. It's ridiculous. And then, um, Rita, Rita, I, w- I thought Rita was going to be the story that gets him locked up like yeah. Rita, I thought Rita was gonna be the person that got him locked up Rita wasn't even the person that got locked up I'm thinking girl you got you got away twice you not once but that's twice a, and that's a big 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 problem for like sex workers and uh runaways and uh a lot of females and a lot of males too like they will not come out and say who abused them and it's like at the end of the day, you gotta stop being ashamed of that shit because it's like that shit happened so much. You gotta put a stop to it. But it's the process that they have to go through. Yeah, it's the shame. It's, it's 
And see, I don't know where the shame come from. Whoever do the shame part, that shit fucked up. Y'all need to cut that shit out. But it's the whole other process that I don't like is that, you know, you of course you got to do your due diligence and get the proof, the proper proof and everything. Make sure it is who it is supposed to be. But outside of that, I don't... I don't know how it could be, how private it can be, but it should be a private situation. Like something not like, that's my problem with the world right now. Like everything is out there in the public. Like some things can be in the private. Right. It's okay, dude. Like people set out of court all the fucking time for undisclosed amounts. So why can't you handle a motherfucking rape case or abuse case like that? Where everything is like not for public record, like you don't really need that. Right. You need to know who the offender is. You mm-hmm. don't gotta know everything they did. You just need to know they offended. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? This has been quite an interesting episode, and uh, thank y'all for sticking around. Thank y'all for tuning in, and. Uh, Hopefully enjoyed the kicks, the pops, and the tail. I am Sir Mac. And I'm Lady Mac. Peace, guys. Bye.